This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. And it's a beautiful Saturday morning down in downtown Fresno. And uh, we have a couple of guests with us today that are going to enlighten us on what's happening in real estate in, from a lot of different viewpoints. So I would like to get right to it and introduce Natalie Leone. She is the uh, branch manager of Modern Broker, but also the 2021 president of the Women's Council of Realtors. Good morning. Good, good morning. Um, have you been on the show before? I have about a year ago, yes. Okay. I thought I remembered that. We had some fun. You razzed me just a little bit. <sighs> I tend to do that, huh? Uh, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, when I ask, well, what are my rules on this show? You know, John Oslin just said, well, just tell him a lot about real estate and have a good time. So <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> awesome. I don't know about the real estate part. That's why we have guests to, to explain, <laughs> but I can have a good time. Good. All right. Then we also have Lee Fisher here. Good morning. Good morning. You are a, a loan officer with Envoy Mortgage. Yes. All right. How are you liking that? I love it. It's a great time to be in the mortgage industry, and I love helping homeowners and families. It it must be a great time to be in the real or in the mortgage industry because it's like being serving up ice cream. Mm-hmm. I mean, two and a half percent rates and and fixed rate mortgages. I mean, it, it's like serving, giving a double scoop when people are paying for a single scoop. That's right. It's a great time to buy or refinance your home. All right. And you are also a the 2021 membership director for the Women's Council of Realtors. I am. And I'm excited about this year. All right. Why are you excited? What are you going to do? So I'm very excited about 2021 for the Women's Council of Realtors Greater Fresno Network, that we have a lot of great events planned for our members and non-members. And I'm looking forward to helping our members grow and develop as leaders to help our families and our clients. All right. And, and as these realtors grow and become more professional, I guess that helps the consumer. That's right. It sure does. That's the goal, right? Yes. Because if we don't have a consumer, we won't have an industry or a profession, and then we won't, oh my gosh, we wouldn't have this radio show. That would, so we better take good care of our consumers. Absolutely. All right. Um, Natalie, what's your goal as president this year? You know, my, my goal as president this year is to be more engaged with the membership to bring some more value to them so that we can then in turn bring more value to our community. So some of the events that we have planned this year are definitely strategically planned to be able to engage in our, our not just our real estate community, but also our local communities. And in, in Women's Council, the, the mission is we're a network of successful realtors, advancing women as professionals and leaders in business, the industry, and the communities that we serve. So for us, it's really important to make sure that these leadership skills that we're developing in the in the the network that we have, I don't want to just say women because we are 10% men in the Women's Council of Realtors, 
But in doing that, in building these leadership skills, our folks can go out into the community. They can go into their churches. They can go into their their neighborhoods and their families and be able to provide these leadership skills that we're training on here locally in our network. I remember the first place I met you at was the Leadership Academy for the Fresno Association of Realtors, which, by the way, to all the realtors that are listening, members of the Fresno Association of Realtors, um, I think it's next week we have our first academy class for the year. So sign up for it. Yeah, that was an amazing experience. It was all the stories that you heard from the instructor, right? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Don Scardino, we need to have him write a book one day. He's filled <laughs> with all kinds of good info. Either that or do a radio show. Hey, you know, there's a good idea. Seriously, 13 years ago, I never listened to talk radio. Or not that I never had, but it wasn't my passion or anything. Now I do all the time because it's <laughs> I, I try to pick up tips. Yeah. Last night... You're not going to believe this. Last night, I was listening to Wolfman Jack on 1430 KYNO. He was good. (laughs) You know, he didn't care that he had a raspy voice. (laughs) You guys are too young. You don't know who Wolfman Jack is, do you? I I do, actually. Yes. Both of you? (laughs) Holy smokes. Can you do an imitation? Let me work on it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Don't. You know, I'm not going to throw you curveballs. Don't be throwing me curveballs. I'll cut it out. Sorry. It's early. I know. <laughs> All right. Let's go. <laughs> oh, boy. Probably everybody just turned the radio off. <laughs> no. Okay. So um, ultimately, we we're trying to educate the consumers. And so your group, just like the Welcome Home Radio, is trying to educate uh, the consumers, and you, you're doing it through other realtors. Right. So, yeah. Um, the better they are, the uh, more they're going to help. In fact, way back in the beginning of my career, uh, some of your relatives were in my training course. That's right, yeah. They probably warned you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, my dad said, hey, Don's a great guy. Tell him, tell him you remember Ted McCaleb? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I do. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm going to throw something out there that I got. And this is why we should deal locally. So my wife and I went out a couple weeks ago and we bought a new couch. And we got this great thank you card, which thank you cards now are, you know, almost obsolete because everybody texts. Right. I, I liked what Jerry Seinfeld said about texting. You know, I've had it up to here with humanity. Just text me. <laughs> <laughs> so it just says, thank you for shopping local. I'm grateful for your purchase for I am to provide for my familia. And that talks strongly about keeping your money local. When you order online or you do your mortgage mm-hmm. with somebody online clear across the country, They are making a profit on that, just as we would by dealing with people locally. But the consumer is sending their money to another state, and there's no ripple effect. So that's really important. But, Lee, I want to ask you, why else? Like if somebody says, but, you know, I went online in this big, flashing, free 30-year interest rate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Or let's... 
put it more realistically, they'll they'll say 1.99%. And there's got to be more to the story. But why should somebody deal locally? Um, can you compete with those kind of rates? And, and I made up the 1.99. I'm making this difficult on you. <laughs> sure. So first of all, when somebody goes online and sees a rate flashing in their eyes, they have to know that that's not their rate. So in order for, to, for me to give somebody an interest rate, I need to know several pieces of information. And for me to accurately rate quote them, I need to do a, a pre-approval app application. So those flashing numbers are basically to get you interested, to fill out a form, and have somebody, typically from a call center, call you. The difference between that and working with somebody local is you're working with somebody, a local loan officer, who has an office in the Valley. And in this competitive market right now, it's really important to put your best foot forward when you're placing an offer. And when a realtor gets several offers, a listing agent on a home and a seller does, and they have internet loan approvals or out-of-town loan approvals versus local lenders who that local lender has the reputation on the line. This is a solid pre-approval. I've done the credit. I've done, I've looked at all the documentation to make sure this is a solid offer with a solid buyer. Their reputation is on the line to make sure that family is truly qualified for that house. So there is a perception, which I think is rightfully so, that that may be a more solid pre-approval. And is that out-of-town or internet lender calling that listing agent to talk to them and to introduce themselves and let them know, this is my process, this is how I'm gonna guarantee we're gonna close on time. My client is just not a number from a call center. They are a family here locally, as we all are. I had an incident happen yesterday that proves why local is better. And it's not just the accountability um, and keeping money local, but if everybody knows one another, you can form a great team. So I was part of a concurrent closing, two escrows closing at the same time. There was a hang-up on the first one. And a, one of those last-second deals and here we are on Friday morning. It's like the funder doesn't even have the loan docs back yet. And now, I mean, this is like 48 hours out. I mean, we, and here we're down to the last five to six hours. We pulled it off. Both escrows closed. And as soon as we got notice, I get a phone call from the other loan officer on the one that I wasn't involved in. He goes, we did it. You owe me. But he was joking with (laughs) me. But the point is, we all pulled together Mm -hmm. and um, had to get favors done. Mm -hmm. You know, probably had to promise a bucket of chicken or something to the (laughs) to the funder. But it it all worked out, and it's that local connection. Oh yeah, Natalie, how do you feel as a realtor when let's say you have a great listing and you have multiple offers on it? How does that play in when you have a uh, out-of-town or online lender as part of your team? Yeah, you know, it's it's um, it's a challenge. It it, it uh, very uh, seldomly, in my experience, has been a smooth experience when it's an out-of-town or an online lending situation. Um, 
having that local presence, I, I mean, Lee's talking and I'm thinking, yes, amen, girly, you preach it. Yes, that's exactly how I feel that if I have, you know, these multiple offers coming in, which right now in this market, we are seeing multiple, multiple, multiple offers. And some of them are way above our, our asking price. So it comes down to, is this realistic? Can they really qualify for the offer that they're writing? Do I know that loan officer? Can I have a conversation? And do I have confidence that that loan officer is going to be able to get this deal done? Um, sometimes these online people, we, we don't know them. We don't know what their processes are. And it sounds really good up front for the consumer. But in all reality, that as we start getting into the process, there's things that start to fall apart. And when you can't reach that loan officer or they're not responding to you or they're not calling you back, I can't just get in my car and say, hey, Lee. Here I am. Can we talk about this? Is, is, is there something we need to know? Uh, so I, I think that it's really important to have those relationships locally that you can trust the people to get the job done. I have one going on right now. It's an out-of-town lender. The I met the appraiser at the property about 10 days ago. So we should hear, we, we should know already. No return phone calls, mm-hmm. emails. I don't know. Maybe he just texts. Maybe I, I should try that. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, and that's not being a member of the team. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like on that particular deal, I feel like the lead dog on a dog sled team, you know, that's pulling everybody along as the other ones are going sideways. So with that thought, we are going to our first commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio we have a realtor and a lender. What a great team. We have Natalie Leone of Modern Broker and Lee Fisher of Envoy Mortgage. And um, teamwork is really important. So making that statement, Natalie, why is teamwork so important? Oh, man, Don. If you don't have the right team put together to help you get through the transaction and make sure that things can happen and the communication is in place, little things can start to pile up really fast. If you don't get a communication about one little thing and all of a sudden you didn't follow up and that person's not responding to you, it can be a really big deal in the transaction. So yeah, you really need to have your team together to support you in the transaction. So to the consumer, what is a team that we're talking about? Because you hear a lot about oh, come to the ABC team uh, at such and such a company uh, where they have a buyer's agent, a transaction coordinator and all that. But I think we're talking about a different team. We're talking about a different team. Let me tell you the team that I'm talking about. The team that I'm talking about. Which is the team I want you to talk about. Oh, awesome. Okay, well, good. (laughs) We're on the right path. We're communicating well already. Look at this. Yeah, wow. Wow, this is awesome. So the team that I'm talking about is that a realtor, a client a lender, an escrow officer, your home inspector. This is a team. These are the people that are going to be supporting and protecting your client and their best interest. So when somebody says, well, I went online and I found a home inspector that was $10 cheaper, I'm going to use them. And, you know, maybe they're from Merced and the home is in Madeira. Maybe not so good, huh? 
well, you know, maybe maybe You're taking not. a chance. You're taking a chance. I, I really like working by referral, whether that's from my clients referring me clients or from other realtors referring people to me, like a great home inspector. So if you don't know one or your realtor doesn't know one, we will find one for you, one who has experience, someone that has already been out in the field that has a proven track record. And one who's a communicator. So when you find out that the water heater's le- leaking and it's like, oh my God, what are those things gonna cost? Right. And then the home inspector says, well, it's all right because let me show you how you can fix that for 15 cents. Yes. By buying this little PVC cap and screwing it on there. Uh, it, that's good communication. How do you like, Lee, how do you like seeing a good team? Um, the team is crucial, and that's the conversation I have with my clients is that we are working on a team, their realtor representing them, the buyer's agent, the lender, and the other um, partners or vendors that their real estate agent has maybe referred to them, like the home inspector. We are all a team working together to achieve the same goal, and so that communication between us and us working together is going to ultimately be the best interest of the buyer when they're buying a home. Um, So that is crucial. And I talk about the team all the time. So that open communication, making sure the uh, buyer knows what they qualify for and also what they're comfortable paying. Not, you know, a lot of times people are qualified for more than that comfort level that they want to make pay every month. So we really work on that and having that communication with the realtor so the buyer doesn't feel like they're being kind of pressured or led into higher priced homes that maybe they qualify for, but they're not comfortable making that payment. All right, and and I would think that as from the loan officer's perspective, the team is really important when something goes askew, such as an appraisal comes in $5,000 short. There's gonna need to be teamwork there to um, make that work and make it a win-win situation for the buyer and the seller. Or something comes up and you need a one-week delay. Yep, Yep, absolutely. And that's why um, a weekly status update call the loan officer should be making to each of the parties, to the home buyer themselves, the, their agent, the buyer's agent, as well as the listing agent, just to let them know, here's where we are in the process, here's the milestones, the call out to the listing agent, we've ordered the appraisal. The appraisal's in, maybe it came in low. So my call is not necessarily to the listing agent that the appraisal came in low, it's to the buyer and the buyer's agent so they can figure out how they're going to approach the listing agent and the seller for maybe negotiation. So that weekly update call or a call whenever there's something that might be questionable or could delay the closing is crucial. So that loan officer communication, I believe, is one of the most important parts of the transaction. I don't know about you, Don, but my heart fluttered a little bit when she said the weekly communication. <sighs> yeah. You know, that is so important to us. I, I give weekly communications to my clients. So to hear that a lender is willing to do that and to update us weekly is just and the listing gold. agent and the listing yeah. agent. It, it, it's really something that's um, going back to what we talked about, the communication and the local presence. I'm glad you said that, that that's what made your heart flutter because mine did too at that time. But I, I my first thought is that was those spicy meatballs I had the other night. <laughs> <laughs> 
now I know it was <laughs> that Lee said something really good. Oh, Don. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I want to tell a little story about something that happened this week and how it really fits into today's market. It's an extremely hard thing to do to be a buyer's agent and find a really nice home for the buyers who have been looking and looking and maybe been getting frustrated because, oh, sorry, that one sold already or our offer wasn't accepted. It's really hard to tell a buyer, I think you need to go in over the asking price and not just a thousand bucks or 500 bucks. You need to do this. And because there's really no analytics to it. it. It, that's where gut feel comes in and I had to do that the other day and when I called to tell the buyer that congratulations your offer was accepted there were six offers out there on a really really beautiful home their offer was accepted he had the same feeling I had and that was ugh <laughs> did we pay too much <laughs> right. but you know what even if I don't think so I think that's what it took. That's why that was my recommendation and my hats off to him for trusting me. But um, let's say it was 2000 or $3,000 more than the other next highest bid. That time will make it up in real estate. But what the thing you cannot pass up is that he was able to lock in a 30-year fixed rate in the twos. Oh. And... You know, so in the year 2030, the year 2040, you still got that. And, it, and um, the, the, the two or 3,000 bucks isn't. It's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Especially interest rates are so low right now. Every 10,000. lows. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. You know, my dad bought our first home when I was a baby a couple years ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go into detail about that. But when he purchased his home, it, his first home was in the 19%. And it makes me think, well, gosh, my credit card interest rate's lower than that, Dad. Mm -hmm. That was 1982. <laughs> that was the year I chose to go into the lending business. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten a little wiser since then. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was, that was difficult. Yeah. And they were buying houses at that point. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. You know why? Why? Because... People still needed houses. Houses Absolutely. are a needed commodity. Right. And selling houses is a need also. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you got to sell for a job transfer or some other event in your life. True. So, um, I mean, I'm using a rule of thumb out there, and I always tell them, if you want it exact, talk to the loan officer. But if you're buying a $300,000 home and just putting a minimum down, three to five percent somewhere in there your payment's going to be around a payment factor of half in other words about 1500 maybe 1600 dollars a month am i in the ballpark there lee sure well there's several factors that will <laughs> de <laughs> determine this oh one you is, are a good loan yes. officer yeah. one is going to be the loan program are you putting three percent down three and a half or five percent down because mm. then your loan amount will be affected by that. The second is gonna be the interest rate. Um, and that is going to be heavily dependent on your credit score. 
And the third thing is, is that if you're putting under 20% down, you're going to need mortgage insurance. And depending on the loan program, your credit score may affect your mortgage insurance rate. I'll give you an example. FHA, $300,000 purchase, you're going to put 3.5% down. You know, if your interest rate is that 2.75, you're paying probably roughly around $1,800 a month for your mortgage payment. And that is your principal interest, your property taxes, your mortgage insurance, and your homeowners. So that's the check that you're writing to the loan servicer every month, $1,800 based on that interest rate. Haley, you know, that, that brings up a good point. A lot of times with these online lenders, they're giving you an amount of a payment that if you're looking at... A $300,000 house, your payment could be $1,200 a month. And people think, well, gosh, that's who I want to go to because when I talk to this person, my payment was going to be $1,800 a month. And so they want to move forward with someone who gives them a lower monthly payment. But in reality, they're not including the Those whole the formula that you just mentioned. They're just doing yep. principal and interest, not including everything else. So it's kind of a, oh, shoot, gosh, I, if I would have known that up front, then maybe I would not have gone with this lender. And, and our thought process is, right. let's also talk to a local lender. Let's get all the information. Let's keep you educated and informed to make the best decision for your family. And the best way to do that is to start with the local lenders. Mm-hmm. That's right. And for it's for me, it's very important for my clients to really feel like they're a part of the decision-making process. So they understand how, where they are as far as credit, where their income is, what they qualify for, but also what are the different options out there? You know, is it, you know, if they have 20% to put down, which not many first-time homebuyers do, um, but people do, and they've come to me saying, I have 20% and I can pay for that and my closing costs, but it's going to wipe out everything I have. I want to have a little bit more in my savings account. So this person, or if they've got really good credit, it may make sense for them to put 15% down. They buy out their mortgage insurance as a prepaid closing costs, and they don't have a monthly mortgage insurance, and they still have money in the bank. So they're putting less down. And there's just ways for them to, to achieve their goals if they feel like they're educated and working with a loan officer that's going to take the time and not overcomplicate things, but give them options and make them feel like that they are a decision maker and they're making the right decision for themselves. And not just a loan officer throwing out a rate sheet, Here, here's your loan estimate, here you go, here's your pre-approval without them really understanding what's behind that. All right, excellent. It is time, though, for another commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio with us today we have loan officer Lee Fisher of Envoy Mortgage, Natalie Leon of Modern Broker, and both of you are heavily involved in Women's Council of Realtors. So we're going to be continuing our talk about real estate, but here's a little announcement. Tune in tonight at 9 o'clock. Um, go or not tune into our radio show, but tune into let's see here in Fresno. It's on KFSN TV. Um, I think that's 47. I'm not sure. We're, Bobby's going to look that up for us. <laughs> <laughs> 
But there is a documentary on there that's been put on by the California Association of Realtors, and it's called California Dreaming. It's about all the challenges that California has right now. I mean, we have people leaving. Oh, it's Channel 30. Yeah. Ah, thank you. I finally tricked him <clears throat> to being on the radio show. I've asked him week after week, hey, can I ask you something? Got him tricked. <laughs> All right, so on Channel 30, um, 9 o'clock tonight, California has a lot of challenges, wildfires, earthquakes, homelessness, uh, people leaving the state. But there's a reason why so many people are here, and it, there's, it's the most beautiful place. Um, I've traveled the world. And I could tell you, the three most beautiful places are New Zealand, Italy, you knew that was coming, <laughs> and California. I mean, it's, they, it, so this will be something to watch. Yeah, sounds interesting. All right. Now, I understand Natalie had a question for me. I did. Go ahead. <laughs> well, well it, it, about the... Uh, about the uh, the home that built me the 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 essay contest. Yes, thank you for reminding me. My okay. my brain went blank. Sorry. Yes. That's so, what happens when I throw curveballs. You know, gosh, I asked him to do a Wolfman Jack, and now he's just retaliating on me. <laughs> I see how this goes, man. Okay. Well, yes. Last year, I heard that you were a part of a uh, an initiative where you asked the local kids in our community to write an essay about how they felt about home. I was part of that. And, and I'm like super curious to hear what our kids in this day and age and in this climate feel about home. Tell, tell us what you heard back from these guys. Well, everything that you don't hear Normally, so normally when people talk about homes, they talk about their interest rate, how much money they've made on it, the appreciation rate, or in some cases, the depreciation rate. Mm -hmm. um, kids didn't talk about that. Kids talked about what a home is really all about. I think they taught the adults a lesson, and that is a home is about where you, you grow up at. It's where you you have family and friends and fun and uh, memories. And yeah, that's what the kids taught us. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that's, and it's like our great. music in the beginning um, about the home that built me. Um, I remember my home that I grew up in. I, I'll have to say it was a big part of my, the, the home, the location, everything about it was a part of my growing up and being who I am today. And was that the inside the home or the outside the home? Like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna really show my age here for a minute. So when I was growing up, my mom would say, "Get out of the house, go play in the road." Right? She'd yeah. say, "Get out, <laughs> just go outside, do something." And then they started introducing these really cool things called like Atari. <laughs> Remember that? The video games, I was really good at Frogger, by the way. But um, nowadays, the, there's a lot of inside for home for kids. And, and creating that home inside, uh, I feel like sometimes is a little more challenging when you're trying to get the kids to interact with you and put the electronics down. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, back in my day, mm-hmm. last year, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to say a, just as much of the experience and the memories is outside the home. Yeah, it was our neighbors, and the acceptance of of the neighbors of me as a little kid knocking down their bush with my football and and not being too upset with me you know because they were good people they were good neighbors they understood i was just a kid um then i took on my first job when i was well i don't know no it's probably my third or fourth job at 10 years old i was mowing lawns around the neighborhood and uh i remember mr woodman from next door saved my bacon because my lawnmower wasn't the the best and it broke down a lot and he'd always come over and help me fix it yeah and so hey i learned about neighborly neighborliness friendliness helpfulness community Mm -hmm. yeah community yeah yeah so you know that that's a a really cool thing that um you know for us to hear is that it's 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 super important to still be neighbors that you you have your home but as you're driving in do you wave at your neighbors do you say hello do you hurry up and get in your garage and shut the garage door behind you and get inside as fast as you can um and and being neighborly is really important and that is a huge part of what home is yeah Mm -hmm. but to throw 30-year fixed rate mortgages into all that (laughs) that's also the security that allows you to stay in that home and make those acquaintances with the, the neighbors Right. That was, now that was a curveball, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we got this great heartfelt message about what a home's really about, and I mentioned a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. Well, the lower interest rates, you have people now who can afford to qualify and buy homes, where maybe two years ago that was not the case. So it's you know it makes home ownership more affordable and more attainable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the first time I did this essay thing was uh, probably four or five years ago. I actually went to a fifth grade classroom. I, I knew the teacher, and she invited me in as a guest speaker, and I talked to these kids, and uh, I felt good to be accepted, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when you're a speaker, you're not always accepted. But... You had to go to fifth graders to get accepted? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it almost didn't work. I thought I was going to have to go down to third grade, but <laughs> but anyway. I uh, and I threw a pizza party for him. I that's how I got the acceptance. Him. <laughs> yeah, bribed him with pizza. <laughs> exactly. But the and they all had to write essays. And I remember some of them were so good. But then there's always the kids that were like me back in fifth grade. There was the one kid that wrote, basically, my home is where I recharge my my cell phone every night. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but then there were so many good ones. So. And let's not forget, a home is about the kids because that's where the kids grow up at. Lee, you Mm -hmm. have a couple of kids, right? I do. I have two teenage daughters, Madison and Brooke, a 15-year-old and a 12-year-old. And they have been in our home for pretty much their entire lives. And our home is in our community is what I believe is home to them. Mm -hmm. Natalie, you, you have kids, right? I have a daughter that is going to be 28 years old this month. So, yes. I thought I you were 28. Aw, you're trying to butter me up. I can tell. 
Nope. And you know what? She she's always going to be my kid. I, mm-hmm. Other I know all you parents out there. Same thing, right? Like, when do you ever stop worrying about your kid? Never. I, I thought, you know, once they turn 18, that there's going to be this magical thing that happens and you stop worrying about your kids. She'll get a job, get a house, and everything's just going to move forward. And no, you never stop worrying. That's funny you say that. So this morning, driving over here, I called my son. And because it was, he, he normally he calls, he's in Florida. Normally he calls a couple of times a week, but it's been a whole week. He hasn't called. Um, I called him one time and he didn't return it. I was worried. It's like, God, did Martians come and, and <laughs> yeah. capture him and, and take him away? So it was great to hear him say, what? <laughs> <laughs> I knew everything was fine. <laughs> so um, let me ask you, Natalie, yes, what is what do you think your home meant to your daughter? You know, it's funny. I... Um I guess it's not funny, but I I was having a conversation with her not long ago about home. And uh, we, I'm originally from California. When I was in high school, my parents divorced and I moved to Arizona. I was there for about 10 years, got married, had a child, got divorced and moved back to California. And when we came back, I couldn't afford the same type of house that I could when I was married and had the second income. And so we found a house that was kind of a starter house, and we sort of teased about the neighborhood that it was in because it wasn't the greatest of neighborhoods. And and so we got to know the neighbors so that they would help protect us in this environment. And when Elizabeth wanted to have friends over and do things, she would always say, you know, I think maybe we should go to their house. And the friends would say, no, no, I want to go to your house. And my house was a little tiny, 1,050 square foot home. And she, her friends were never like one or two friends over. She'd have 20 kids that would want to come over. The whole choir wanted to come over and hang out at our house. And I asked the kids, you know, are you okay? Like, are you, are you comfortable? We'd have a couch, a love seat, a chair. And they would take pillows and throw them on the floor and blankets and, and just hang out and have a good time. And I talked to one of the kids and said, you know, I, I, I know that, you know, it's a kind of a small house and we're kind of cramped in here. I, I apologize, but this is what we got. We can go in the backyard or the throw blankets in the front yard, watch the stars, whatever you guys want to do. And they said, no, it feels good here. And so Elizabeth changed her, her attitude a little bit. And I changed my attitude that it wasn't about the size of my home. It wasn't that I was in the fanciest of neighborhoods. It wasn't that I had a pretty brick facade out front or the third car garage. It was that we created that feel that, that you know, we had fun. We, we engaged with people and um, got to make our own memories in that house. No matter what the size was, it didn't matter what the size was. It didn't matter what it looked like. We were making memories. We have about a minute before our next commercial break. But, Lee, how about you? What, what do you think your kids are going to remember most about their home? Well, we live, we live in Corsgold in Yosemite Lakes Park in our our house and our property backs up to a trail that goes around the lake. It's about a mile and a half. Um, and so just the, I think for them, they love to be able to go out the back of our property, jump on the trail, walk down on the trail to the swimming pool when it's open <laughs> or the clubhouse or walk around the lake. Um, we live in a very rural area. Um, and I think the nature of where we live and um, that, that just that they can be Kind of out in, you know, out in, on a trail around a lake just by walking out their back door. I mean, their back gate. That's what they, I know they love about our property mm-hmm. and home. All right. Well, thank you. 
We are going to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and we have Natalie Own, Leon, and Lee Fisher of the Women's Council of Realtors here, president and then the membership director. So um, tell me a little bit about Women's Council of Realtors. What is it? Why are you here? And what do you do? Well, we are a leadership organization. We are building leaders in our community. Um, Women's Council was started, um, the reason it exists is because in its first 20 years of existence, which was, by the way, 83 years ago, Women's Council was started, women were barred admission from many of the local realtor associations. So a separate group had to be created and in turn, a women's division was formed at an annual convention in Milwaukee, uh, November 1938, uh, by 37 women from nine different states. So that's, that's how it started and it's continued all this time. Um, we are a very well connected with our association. Fresno Association of Realtors is a huge supporter. Um, they participate in our events. They encourage us to be a part of it. And as you mentioned earlier, they, they have a leadership program as well that I also went through. And um, we, we love our local association. Yeah, and I think our local association was not one of the culprits there because I remember <laughs> when I was a little kid, I was like eight years old, mm-hmm. we bought a home from a, a, a woman realtor who was also the president of the Fresno Association mm-hmm. of Realtors. Wow, well, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know how old I am, right? Well, <laughs> not really, and we won't say it on radio, but. All right. And. You have experience being president of a local association, which happens to be our local association, not yeah. once, but twice. Oh, yeah. And I picked the great years, 2008 <laughs> and 2020. <laughs> I, I think truly if I ever get a third term, that could be the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies will be coming to purchase yeah. homes with you at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, and I thought – when 2020 started to go upside down, I thought, no problem. I've got experience. Trust me, it took every bit of my experience and then some and then some more (laughs) to to make it through. (laughs) Yeah, what a challenging time, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, Okay, so once, um, what what kind of events do you do? I mean, especially after 2020 where it's not like you can host a meet and greet unless you do it virtually. We were doing some virtual meet and greets. We have networking opportunities, um, but we also, because we're a leadership organization, we wanna bring meat. We, we wanna bring information that's helpful, not only just to the realtor community, but to the, the whole community of, of our, our neighborhoods. Um, so what we did in, in um, January uh, was we had an event called Invest in Real Estate or excuse me, how to invest in real estate. We had Maggie Sanchez, who's an investor and realtor with Modern Broker, Jason Pritchard, who's a founder and CEO of Pinnacle Investments. Um, We also hosted an event on cultural diversity in real estate with Crystal Ansay, Irma Soltero-Sparks, and Amy Gill. 
that these are local realtors that provided just some amazing information about cultural knowledge that really rocked this Zoom training for us. There were just so many things that they shared with us just to make us better humans and dealing with each other in the culture. It it was fabulous. And we do record these meetings. So um, if you signed up and registered for the event, then we would send you the link so that you could go back and listen to it again or play it in your car while you're driving down the road. Um, and if you didn't register for the event and you wanted the recording, we also are uh, going to have those available for purchase um, as we go throughout the year. And this month, equally exciting, I think a couple weeks ago you had our president-elect Aisha Allen, uh, who came in with YPN at that time. Um, she She is going to be hosting a session for us that's coming up and it's called Let's Tech About Real Estate. So real estate, real estate technology, the tools, the, the different um, ways that we do business in real estate or that our, our clients and the community can use as well. Uh, we're gonna talk about some of that. Uh, we also have each month a, a way to uh, connect with the members. So it's a little networking event during lunchtime. You can hop in, hop out, um, and just get together with us. But later in the year, we have some other things that you might want to know about. We're, we're planning a, a Vine to Wine event. It's a, a benefit fundraising event and also a tea party. Um, we're going to do a, a YPN collaboration. We're planning on doing, a, in October, a, a witch's night out. So it's going to be a, a ladies' night event where we're going to troll around downtown. If you want to dress up like a witch, you can. If you don't, that's fine, too. But have some different local businesses participate with us. And then we'll end up um, at a place for some food. Um, we're going to have a beach bonfire you can join us with. And then also a... Um, an event that we're, I'm personally very excited about, Real Estate Investing Boot Camp. So if you're interested in learning how to be an investor, then you can come to this two-hour boot camp and we're going to have the basic how-tos, a little play-by-play -play book on how to get started and what you need to do to do that. That'll be a good one. And I'm I am excited. so thankful to the person who got me involved in that. He said, Don, you're, as an independent contractor, you don't have a 401k you better plan for your retirement. He said, Social Security won't be around another 10 years. Now, this was 40 years ago, but <laughs> he was wrong there. But, <laughs> you know, to make it just off of Social Security would be hard. You know, we have jobs, but how do we build wealth? And that's, that's the thing that I think a lot of people are really trying to figure out now, at least at my age, which, again, we're not talking about the age, but... But yes, what, are, what am I going to do? Because I'm not going to be able to survive on, on retirement or Social Security. Uh, so how can I build wealth in, in different ways? Um, you know, National Association, I'm, yeah, National Association of Realtors um, and the National Women's Council all have training programs that are also available to us. The National Women's Council has some free events that are online. Uh, I attended a Zoom training, Canva, negotiation tactics. And at one recently um, that I attended, um, I actually took 19 pages of notes. Does that blow your mind? Like I can't, I don't, there's no way that I did 19 pages of notes in school ever in my life <laughs> for anything. But to be at one event that there was that much meat and information that I wanted to remember, it was typed, typed 19 pages of notes. So if you're interested in this stuff, please let me know and we can get you connected. All right. And how are you going to grow the membership? So we're growing membership by reaching out to our local real estate community, realtors, offices, by doing events, this radio program. And if any realtor is interested in joining the Women's Council, you can reach me directly 
at 559-760-6663, or you can go to wcr.org and join now. And you want to uh, plug in the Greater Fresno Azure Network. So Greater Fresno at wcr.org. All right. Thank you. I did get a text saying, great job, Don Wolfman Jack. (laughs) (laughs) See, I knew that would boost your ratings. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, tune in next week. We'll be back again. And we have Bob Voss from VAREP, which is the Veteran Veterans Association of Real Estate Professionals. And we're going to be talking about myth busting on VA loans. Thank you to all our listeners. We'll be back next Saturday. Thank you.